this is so random, but I found out that I was conceived underneath a Christmas tree, and I feel like my whole life has been a lie. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another solo episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina, the most imperfect host of them all, and I hope y'all are ready for this episode. It's been a while in coming, and by a while, I mean like two weeks, (laughs) but um, every time I skip a week or two on this podcast, I feel really guilty, and start building up the story in my mind like oh once they hear this they won't hate me and I will be absolved of my guilt and everyone will feel sorry for me and blah 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 but no I'm just lazy and mentally ill (laughs) and uh did I mention lazy see I've started the self-deprecation already so you know this is going to be a juicy one as I am recording this I am lying in my parents bed they are at church and I am just like questioning my whole life because I don't have a mattress like this (laughs) you know how you you get used to a certain quality of life and it's fine it serves its purpose but then you experience like something better and everything you know just crumbles down around you and you're like I need a mattress that I can control with a remote control that heats itself up and sings you to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't do those things, but um, it's pretty fucking nice. And they have carpet in here, so the acoustics are amazing. My new plan for recording might be to come here every Sunday and just record on their bed while they're at church. Worse plans have been made. Um, Okay, I need to get into serious mode because... This episode is mostly going to be me updating y'all about the last, like, essentially month of my life and all the crazy shit that's happened to me, Uh, but I also have some fun things to do. I have an old journal entry from Thanksgiving 2009 that I want to read because, unfortunately, it is still relevant in a lot of ways, but also... It's been a while since I um, talked about the stuff going on in my life, and not just the surface stuff, which by now it's pretty easy for me to talk about that, but the really, really painful stuff that happens underneath the surface that I'm afraid to talk about because I'm afraid of what people think of me because of it, or because talking about it just depresses me so much, I just don't like to do that, but... um, This podcast is all about being vulnerable, and if I can't be vulnerable, then what's the point of all this? So, let me take you back to... Fuck, when did this even happen? It was shortly after I got laid off from my job that I moved to Virginia for. As you know, I had been dating someone that I had a really, really strong connection with, and thought they were my soulmate and blah 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 I know I I can I can see you shaking your head at me but I'm not gonna feel guilty for being hopeful I will never let others make me feel ashamed for opening myself to another person 
yes, the potential for pain is there. Yes, I could potentially look really stupid if that person screws me over. But at the end of the day, I'm just happy that I'm feeling something. I'm just happy that I'm capable of opening myself up to someone and trusting someone. And that is kind of miraculous if you think about it. Like the more, and I haven't even had it as bad as some people, but it just really, I have a lot of respect for someone who can go through just nightmarish situations and get their heart stomped on and and then go back and open themselves up to love again and that's really beautiful and obviously don't be dumb about it like like obviously be safe and listen to your friends if they're all telling you the same red flags but um but yeah I'm trying to move on from that chapter with my held with my head held high and just Honestly, at this point, I'm just trying to survive this year. Jesus Christ, what a fucking year. Um, In the end, when all is said and done, I think it's really easy to be bitter and close yourself off to all new relationships, but I mean, I'm kind of skipping ahead because, you know, I break up with this person. But in the end, I don't regret anything because it's kind of nice to prove to yourself that you can start new relationships and uh, that you're not some salty bitch that's closed yourself off to good things. But anyway, this person and I really connected and they checked all the boxes and yeah, it just felt super serious. And from the beginning, we were both really busy. So we would only hang out like on a weekend, maybe one weekday in between. But you know, when, when you're super busy, you don't really mind that. Absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that shit. But I I kind of felt them growing distant around Halloween because they kept kind of making excuses to not show up to things and whatever. People are busy. But then uh, the morning, I want to say like one of the weekdays after Halloween weekend, I got a notification that morning that I owed the government a lot of money and I I don't want to go into too many details here but essentially they were saying that I owed them back all the unemployment that I had gotten in the previous year while I was in treatment and stuff and it was a really big number and I had a panic attack and I called in sick from work and I drove to my parents house and I was just lying on the couch and telling my sister Caroline how upset I was no 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 I I came and I poured my heart out to her and she said it was going to be okay and then we started watching a show on TV or something and while we were watching the show I get this text from the person I was dating essentially saying hey I don't have time for this relationship I can't be who you need I don't regret anything. We have great chemistry. It's just not meant to be right now. Blah, blah, blah. This long ass text. And I just laughed. Like I couldn't, (laughs) I went to the bathroom and I just like started laughing. Cause like, what even is my life? (laughs) It's just like, this is why I have trust issues. When things start going well, my first impulse is to be suspicious because stuff like this happens. So basically the same day I was informed I owe the government thousands of dollars. This person breaks up with me that I thought was 
essentially my soulmate. And it just was not a fun time at all. It, it took me four days before I could even respond to the text because I was so upset. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I, I don't want to read the text uh, verbatim because I, I respect this person's privacy, even though they knew from the beginning that I had a mental health podcast. Uh, whatever. They probably won't be listening to this, but you never know if you're listening. Well, I hope things are going well for you. First of all, I hope you're getting your shit together uh, and you're not my problem anymore. And also, yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Lest I say something I regret. Okay, it looks like I deleted the text thread. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, yeah, it was literally Halloween that this happened. Halloween. You cannot make this shit up. So they basically said they're not emotionally available for the relationship right now. Uh, Can't focus on you because there's just too much shit going on. Uh, You've been really great to me. Thanks for caring about me. This is the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. Just reassuring me that... I didn't do anything wrong and, you know, all this stuff. It really fucking hurt my feelings. First of all, the fact that, like, they say they can't be the person I'm looking for right now. First of all, how do you know what I'm looking for? (laughs) Did I tell you that I want someone to be with me 24-7 and not have any problems? I don't know. I'm getting kind of worked up about it even now. But um, it, it took me a few days to respond. And basically, this is what I said verbatim. Thanks for being honest, period. I don't regret anything, period. Hope you can get your shit together. And that's it. And uh, I stand by that. They never responded, of course. And I don't know, it, it's been a month now. And obviously it, it's taken me this long to just be able to talk about it. I, I am grateful that they showed their true colors at the beginning and did this while it was still early. So the chances of me bouncing back faster were better. Um, I get that. But like, fuck, this is the second time this year that this has happened. I don't think I talked about the other time because um, I just didn't talk about it much in detail, but I'm starting to see a pattern of this and it makes me want to just shut myself off from everybody and not form attachments with anyone else and just die with my cats. I don't know. I'm still processing it. It just sucks that it always happens at the same time. I I feel like every time I take one step forward, I take two steps back. And in this case, it feels like five steps back because no longer did I not have a job. I lost my financial security. I've been working so hard to have since I moved here. (laughs) I lost this really amazing relationship that I had great hopes for. And I I lost my job like I I really like security even if the job doesn't pay a lot like in the case of Starbucks I worked for them for seven years and they weren't the best paying job but for seven years I knew exactly what my job was Um, I knew what was expected of me I knew that I was really good at it and that that gave me a confidence that I haven't really felt since then and part of me worries do I have to go back to Starbucks? Like, am I just not cut out for an office job? Because I didn't even finish telling the story yet. After I broke up with this person, I got another job at this local business doing marketing. And after like 
three weeks, I want to say, I quit because the owner was a transphobic, fatphobic, racist, psychopath, essentially. Um, I might... Uh, you know what? I'm not going to cut that out. I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I just didn't want to work for someone like that. I don't know. It was just a whole nightmare. I never even put that job on my resume. And so the same week I got, I quit that job. Um, I quit on Tuesday. By Friday, I had gotten another job that I've been doing for the last week. And it's pretty good. It's like a fundraising job. I'm raising money for suicide prevention, anti-bullying, substance abuse prevention, like that kind of thing in K through 12 schools in the area, which is really, really awesome. Great cause. Uh, It's not easy for me to ask people for money. I've never really worked this sort of job before. I've never worked for commission before, so it's kind of scary. And um, I don't know how long I'll do it, but I think I'm looking at it from the point of view of um, what can I gain from this? Like, even if I only have this job for a week, what can I learn from it? And that's really helped me out because as I've mentioned, like every episode, I'm old as fuck. I'm almost 30 and my career path has been extremely erratic. I don't have a dream job. The future is looking increasingly blurry. The more I try to figure stuff out and kind of guess what it is that I'll finally end up doing with my life, I I don't come any closer to the answer. And I realize that that kind of thinking is really problematic. And what even is a traditional career path? Uh, I mean, especially in recent years, those career paths just don't exist no one works for the same company for 40 years and then retires anymore except maybe you know the military or whatever I'm not alone in these struggles but it definitely feels that way and I do put a lot of pressure on myself too so things have been hard I I also uh, in the middle of all this I went off my meds cold turkey because I lost my health insurance and I know what you're thinking don't quit meds cold turkey but what else am I supposed to do I I can't pay 90 bucks to get my meds like without insurance um honestly at that point I was so stressed out with trying to get meds because I've gone through a lot of different health fiascos this year I started off the year with health insurance went to treatment quit my job got on unemployment while I was applying for jobs, I paid out of pocket a few times for like a month's supply. It's just been a shit show. And so even though it sucked getting off my meds cold turkey, I kind of am relieved that that's one less thing I have to deal with now. And that's an extremely (sighs) potentially problematic point of view because I've made it no secret through the course of this podcast that I am pro-medication Um, I don't think you should put all your hopes and dreams on medication, although maybe, I don't know. For me personally, all I can do is speak from my experience. It's definitely helped stabilize my mood, and uh, while it hasn't solved any of my problems, it's brought me to a point where I can at least deal with them without worrying about drastic mood swings. So I am very, uh, I'm obviously pro-medication. But it's just not in the cards right now. And if I try to worry about it, it's just going to make me go even crazier than I already am. And so basically, I've been crying every day for the last week. I never cry. 
ever since I got on meds, I just can't cry. It's impossible. And I have cried more in the last couple weeks than I have in the last couple years. And it's it's kind of nice. Actually, I, I have a car now for the first time since 2014. And one of the hidden benefits of having a car is that you can go in there and cry as loud as you want and no one's going to hear you. I would highly recommend it, especially if you have some like sad music from like eight years ago you want to play to remind you of how much you've disappointed yourself and how you haven't really come any further. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I get really dark when I, when I joke about this kind of stuff because, uh, honestly the funniest jokes are the ones that are close to real life and real life is pretty dark right now. So if you're still with me, I appreciate y'all so much. Um, okay. I made a list of stuff I wanted to talk about. I'm going to do another solo episode here in a couple weeks where I kind of reflect on the podcast over the year and like everything that's happened for me personally and all the amazing uh, changes that have been going on with the podcast. But for now, coming from a strictly personal uh, viewpoint, I think I'm just trying to survive. Honestly, I'm just trying to get to December 31st and then I think I might like sleep for a couple weeks I don't know (sighs) okay so now we're at the part of the solo episode in which I read an old journal entry and I compare it to how I feel now I did this last week for the first time and it was really cool and I think it's going to be a tradition Um, and I think it's really important to not forget about the past versions of yourself. I mean, well, okay, I'll just read it. So it's almost Thanksgiving and that can be a really hard time. Uh, if you live in America or, or just holidays in general for anyone can be really difficult because you're oftentimes seeing family members you don't normally see and navigating all of the, all of that. Or you're by yourself, and that sucks too. And um, if you are like me and you are struggling with an eating disorder, there's often really complicated emotions to go along with these holidays. Actually, I want to give a really quick shout out to my friend uh, Jacqueline of the Binge Breakers podcast. I feel like I give her a shout out like every episode, but she deserves it. She's doing really great things for bulimia treatment, uh, for accessible bulimia treatment. But she just published a podcast episode called um, something to the effect of the do's and the don'ts of Thanksgiving or like holidays with an eating disorder. I I totally am butchering that, but it's really, really great. And I highly recommend that y'all listen to it. If you struggle with an eating disorder or if someone you know does, uh, lots of great tips for navigating the holidays. But anyway, this episode, this episode, this journal entry that I'm about to read was written on the 29th of November, 2009. As I'm recording this, it is uh, the 21st of November, 2021. So 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I don't know. I cannot do math to save my life. Sorry, this bed that I'm on is making me really tired. Okay, so I'm going to start reading. By the way, trigger warning, I do talk about suicidal ideation and self-harm 
I've omitted the parts where I talk about it in detail, but it's, it's still really depressing to read, so trigger warning for that. All right, Sunday, 29th November, 2009. All I want is for this to end. So very, very much. Nobody has an idea. I have never felt so out of control and pathetic in my life. If I weren't such a chicken, I'd end it all right now. Then maybe someone would care. We spent Thanksgiving break at my aunt's farm in Missouri. And it was going really well until I had one of my episodes over some stupid, pointless thing. And my mom and I fought and I ended up self-harming. When my dad walked into the room and saw my mom and me fighting, I told him how I felt and he just laughed. Why does he do that? Does he not take me seriously? My pain is real. This is not a typical teen cliche. (laughs) Sorry for laughing. Um, I just want to be normal, to be able to go to a social gathering without having to shut myself in the bathroom half of the time, to be able to wear sleeveless shirts again to have a vacation and enjoy my family members without worrying about mood swings. I hate this. I I wish, insert friend's name, would call right now. Better yet, I wish I had the guts to call her, but I never know how to initiate the conversation when I'm the one that needs help. Quote, to be loved is to love other people, end quote. Does this mean I need to work harder at reaching out to my friends, family, and classmates? Because right now I feel like no one cares. There is no escape. I know it's not true, but I feel like I don't have a friend in the world. Words can't describe the aching despair that blackens my heart. I just want to feel loved, to have someone tell me I matter, or even that I'm beautiful. I want someone to fiercely pursue me and pull me out of this depression, but it's never going to happen. I am worthless and a failure. No one will ever want me. Who am I kidding? Okay, so that's the end of that entry. I know, I know, it's pretty dark. I found a lot of really interesting parallels to my life now. I still feel like I can't go to social gatherings without having to shut myself in the bathroom half the time. I mean, I've gotten better for sure, but we all have had those moments, especially if we are still talking to our parents and we and um, they make us feel like kids again. I don't know. But I want to talk about the quote, to be loved is to love other people. First of all, I I don't know where I got that quote from, but I've heard some version of it before many times over the years. And I've always kind of had a problem with it. Like, if you can't love... Well, okay, I'm thinking of the quote that's like, if you can't love yourself, then how do you expect other people to love you? I disagree with that. I think people can have really complicated relationships with themselves and... As we know, mental illness is a thing, and also just because you have a complicated relationship with yourself doesn't mean you can't pour out love to other people. I don't know. I've just always had a problem with that quote. But the quote that I mentioned in this art, uh, in this journal entry is, to be loved is to love other people. And it, it kind of makes me wonder where I heard it, first of all, but it also makes me kind of sad because I think it's clear when I am reading through these entries, how much I love other people. I'm always talking about my friends and the struggles they're going through and how much I wish I could help them. I'm always talking about how I wish I could just have the guts to go talk to people. And at the same time, I feel very unloved, even though now I can say, of course, people loved me, but I didn't feel it back then. So the quote 
to say that the definition of being loved is to love other people. If I was taking that to heart, then I must not have felt like people loved me because I loved other people, but yet other people didn't love me, or at least I didn't perceive them to love me. And so it makes sense why I was really confused and insecure at the time when I surrounded myself with colloquialisms like that. I don't know. I, I feel a lot of different things. Obviously, like it, it's, it comes across as melodramatic and it makes me laugh. But if I'm being completely honest, I still feel like this sometimes. I still feel like there's no escape. I still feel like the, the aching despair in my heart is just so heavy. I can't tell anyone. No one wants to hear. I feel like people look at my problems and laugh at me because they're not big enough, quote unquote. It's, it's total bullshit, but... Um, I, I still do see some parallels between me and my past self in that regard, and it makes me really sad, but also proud because A, I've survived this long, and B, I have had relationships that my younger self wouldn't have even dreamed of, like friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships. I've gotten so good at just having relationships and giving love and also accepting love and giving self-love like my relationship with myself has gotten so much better I mean obviously it's not perfect but um okay so I didn't want to leave y'all on that journal entry alone there's another one that I wrote a few days later on the 1st of December 2009 and I'll I'll just read that real quick before we uh, move into the other topics of the day okay Tuesday, 1st December, 2009. After the storms I have endured, this feeling of peace I am experiencing right now is strange, but not unwelcome. Part of me expects it to be fleeting, like just when I start to breathe, a sigh of relief, some new thing will erupt. So I'm going to enjoy it without taking it for granted. Right now I feel so weathered and worn, but not in a defeated way. I want to believe that I've just come out of a period of darkness and that now is the time for lighter things. I'm beginning to hear God's voice in my head again, faint as it is. Because y'all need to remember I was uh, trying my best to be a good Christian girl back then. Some things that brought me out of my gloom just yesterday was talking to people. From the new shy girl at lunch to asking a guy about a homework assignment. It feels really good and distracts from the darker aspects of life. Sitting here feeling so healthy and eager and alive, it's hard to believe that just yesterday morning I wanted to kill myself. That was a close call, and even though it passed, I know that there will be more times of despair in the future and that each time will be more tempting and difficult to bear. I really want to grab hold of this piece and not let go because it seems that such times never last long before they're replaced by periods of depression. I hope that what I'm feeling now is the threshold of a new period of light and peace and that it will be a long time before I experience such soul-numbing darkness again. I want to be able to fight it next time. I don't want to go back to that world of pain, even though it has become my identity and I know I'll miss it. All it takes is for one little thing to go wrong and the urge to give in and self-harm and despair will overwhelm me. I hope it doesn't happen now because I wouldn't be able to resist. Uh, I self-harmed three times during Thanksgiving break, and the scars still throb as a reminder of my shame. Maybe these ones will be the ones that heal and are not replaced by new ones. I am trying to be hopeful. So, 
that one's kind of heartbreaking in a whole different way, but I'm just really, again, struck by how little things have changed since I wrote that. I still feel like I'm always disappointing myself and that the good times never last and that what's the point of fighting myself if I'm just going to go back and do the same thing all over again. In fact, I'll be honest with y'all, I purged today after going like, I don't know, three days without and I felt exactly like I did back in 2009. I, I felt like I was disappointing myself and that there is nothing more shameful and it, it's definitely a cycle because when you do self-harm or engage in self-harmful behavior, the reaction is often shame, which makes you want to punish yourself, which just starts the whole cycle over again. So reading this is really interesting because I was reading it right after purging and my um, first reaction after purging was just to think, Ugh, now I can't eat all day. I have to work extra hard now to have a good day and I'm so disgusted with myself and disappointed with myself and like all that stuff but now I know that the only way to move forward is to be gentle to yourself and forgive yourself in some cases like nothing's gonna change if you keep treating yourself the same what do you have to lose by treating yourself a little nicer Nothing. I mean, let's say I treated myself a little nicer and I didn't beat myself up for purging and then I went out and celebrated by binging and purging again. Like, okay, that sucks. Uh, But like, I knew I was going to do that anyway, so I didn't lose anything. Like, try being nicer to yourself is all I'm trying to say. Um, I I decided that on these solo episodes, I'm going to just give y'all any recommendations that I found. It could be uh, books, movies, I don't know, whatever. (sighs) Music. Oh my god, do you all hear this? I'm just like falling asleep on my parents' bed. This is what happens. Oh, by the way, this is so random, but I found out that I was conceived underneath a Christmas tree and I feel like my whole life has been a lie. (laughs) I found out this year that I was conceived under a Christmas tree. Anyway, take that as you will. But before I launch into my recs for the week, um, I wanted to share something really funny from the Pickles and Vodka Instagram. So basically, I found this meme that was originally posted by um, E-L-L-E underscore E-M on Twitter. And the tweet is this. Your Kentucky Derby horse name is a symptom of one of your mental illnesses plus the last thing you ate. (laughs) And I thought that was really funny. So like I reposted it on the Pickles and Vodka Facebook and I also posted it on the Pickles and Vodka Instagram. And I got so many hilarious answers that I wanted to read some of them because I feel like we need a, a little humor break after all the stuff we've been talking about today. I say we like it hasn't been just me like in a room by myself talking about depression. Um, okay. So, uh, again, your Kentucky Derby horse name is a symptom of one of your mental illnesses plus the last thing you ate. In the lead, we have depression chocolate, closely followed by bulimic sushi, disassociation cheese, paranoid P, 
peanut butter, mind reading kale salad, paranoid peanut butter, uh, suicidal blueberry, detached cheese sandwich. (laughs) Bulimia beef and broccoli really rolls off the tongue. Compulsive coffee and inattentive bagel. (laughs) Apathetic breakfast sandwich. Intrusive thought peanut, which that's just cute. Uh, sociopathic cheese curd, which I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Uh, we had a few that were like suicidal ideation grilled cheese, which honestly, what food goes with suicidal ideation better than grilled cheese? You know what I mean? Anxiety tangerine just around the corner. Oh my God. And Kai of, uh, the feeling weird podcast their comment made me spit out my coffee. They said, I don't believe in myself, asshole. <laughs> and then they said, just kidding. The last thing I ate was honestly Cheerios. I thought that was really funny. Some of the other ones that people said were escapism noodles, which sounds amazing, actually. Uh, social anxiety nacho, just one nacho hypochondria avocado which sounds kind of mysterious you know and then my friend rachel uh had the most what the fuck one which was ibs baby yoda nuggets my anxiety is weird (laughs) love it um so yeah I, i thought those were hilarious you know humor is so helpful all the time but especially right now and so um thank you all for uh indulging me there Okay, uh, Rex for the week. I have two musical recommendations and a TV show. So um, the musical ones I'll, I'll talk about first. Uh, my friend Thomas that I met a few years ago online, he had recommended Amy Mann to me. Um, and, and I have never been super into folk music I mean, I listened to, like, Fleet Foxes and fucking Mumford and Sons back in high school and my early college days, but lately I've not really been super into folk, um, except Neil Young. He's, Neil Young is, is bae forever. But, um, anyway, my friend Thomas recommended this album, Mental Illness by Amy Mann, and that's Amy spelled A-I-M-A-E-E, Mann spelled with two N's. I'll, I'll post everything in the in the show notes, by the way. But I forgot how much I loved it. When he first showed it to me like a couple years ago, I loved it, and then I forgot about it. And uh, one thing I do when I'm driving late at night and I don't have the energy to curate a playlist is I'll pull up my liked songs on Spotify and shuffle through them. And every now and then I'll find a hidden gem that I forgot about. And this was definitely one of those times I listened to the album from start to finish and it was just so beautiful and poignant and just melancholy. Those are honestly my favorite kinds of music. And so I wanted to give a shout out to Thomas for initially recommending that to me. I wanted to recommend it to y'all because it's sad, sure, but it's also very soothing and relaxing and relatable. And I think we all need stuff like that uh, this time of year, especially. Uh, The second musical recommendation I have is the new album by Beach House. I am a Beach House 
stan like i discovered them in austin in 2013 when my friend aaron showed them to me and they're one of those bands that just i can be in any sort of mood doing anything being anywhere and when beach house starts playing i'll like start bawling i think like the only time i've ever cried during sex (laughs) was to a beach house song Dexter! Oh, my parents' dog wants to be let out. Okay, hold on. Okay, so the Beach House album that just came out, I was driving home from my parents' house late at night, and I was really sad. And it's just an EP. It's a really short listen, only four songs. So if you're like me and you have a hard time listening to a whole album from start to finish, This is the perfect length to just enjoy in the car, whether you listen in the morning, on your way to work, or at night when you're feeling moody. It's just great. Um, It's called Once, Twice, Melody is the name of the EP. And my favorite song is uh, track two, Superstar. It just, it's everything I want in a song. It's sweeping and epic and melancholy and sweet and painful and just beautiful And it really lifted my spirits when I heard it while simultaneously crushing my soul. Uh, So highly recommend new EP from Beach House. The last recommendation that I have for y'all is a show on Hulu. I can't remember if I recommended it before, but in any case, I've finished it now. It's called Dope Sick. And it is a drama all about the beginning of the opioid epidemic and how big pharma tried to cover it up and how it affected everyone from the CEOs in the boardroom to the the miners in Pennsylvania who were taking it because of their pain. Like it's just I can't even begin to describe how broad and thorough the show is. It's not a documentary. I have seen documentaries about the opioid epidemic and I really enjoyed them, but this is just really, really um, emotional in a way that the documentary wasn't just because it's really showing us people overdosing and people trying to get better and feeling and like how all the relationships are being affected and how no one was able to escape it. Not even, well, I won't, I won't give anything away, but if you haven't seen Dope Sick on Hulu. It's also pretty watchable. It's like seven or eight episodes, I think, but just astounded. Like when I saw it, I was just astounded and it does have a a happy ending, happy-ish, hopeful ending, I want to say. It's going to leave you feeling okay about the world. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'll just stop right there, but go watch Dope Sick if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um... I want to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. I I mean, I know there is, but I think it's going to have to wait until another solo episode because I feel like I've reached my limit and I'm starting to ramble and feel flustered. And I think I'm going to go home and feed my kitties and then go to the beach. I've started going to the beach in the winter and just like smoking and reading and listening to music. It's great. In fact, if you have the opportunity, go to the beach and listen to uh, Mental Illness by Amy Mann or uh, Once Twice Melody by Beach House. Those are great winter beach albums 
if you will. Thank you for listening to this. If you lasted the whole way, um, I'm really appreciative of all of y'all. And it's just been really nice to have the support of my listeners during this crazy time in my life. And I don't know what next week is going to hold. I could, (laughs) anything could happen. Um, But yeah, I have a great episode coming out with a great guest. Uh, I have a great couple guests, actually, that um, I'm going to be releasing over the next few weeks. So yeah, really excited for y'all to hear that. I hope that the holidays are not too painful for y'all. And if they are, just just try to remember that it's all temporary and no one's going to give as much of a fuck about you as you. But with that said, you do deserve help and asking people for help is valid and don't try to do it all on your own because you have people who love you even if they're just quote unquote online. That's all I got. I'm making less sense the more I talk. So (laughs) thank you all for listening. Uh, As always, follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Pickles and Vodka Podcast for surveys and memes and uh, sometimes cat videos. Uh, Look out for more exciting news in the next few episodes. Have a great week and I will see you then. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Pickles and Vodka. If you could relate to anything we talked about, you can follow the podcast at Pickles and Vodka Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook by typing in Pickles and Vodka Podcast. You can also email me at Pickles and Vodka Podcast at gmail.com if you have any stories or if you just want to say hi. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe.